listening to Time to Talk. Hi Tim, loving the show. I like to tune in on the weekend in between scrambling my eggs and slicing my turnips and hear about everything that's going on in the world of pop culture. Keep up the good work and keep on cooking up these amazing episodes on the Time to Talk show. Love, Gordon Ramsay. Mm. You heard this before, Lee? No. Is it one of the... It's really loud. It can never be too loud with Riley. Never. Never. I can, I can just barely hear you in the background. I'm here. I'm in the discotheque. Hello. <laughs> oh, I can hear you now. I was like, str- I was like, what? Is it one of the? Is it one of the outtakes from Tension? It is. I've never heard Lee, you know, with his hands over his ears, going, "No more, Kylie, too loud, Kylie, stop it, Kylie." Never heard that before. But that's what you were doing. You were in pain there, weren't you? I was like, oh, yeah. She tends to. She tends to. Um, I feel um, jettison the better tracks and. Um, we hear mm-hmm. them as um, outtakes, and you think, "Well, why didn't you put that on?" That's right. But 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 then some of them you go like with the X era. Some of them you go, "Oh, this should have been on the album." But then you listen to it for a month or so, and you go, "Yeah, I love it still, but I understand why it's not on the album." Happy, I was the first time I heard it. I was like, "This should have been on the album," but it mm. really wouldn't have fit tension. Wouldn't have fit tension. No, it's not. It, no. Now, I'm touching my nose now. I can't send that track to you, okay? I'm very sorry. Oh, not legal. okay. Not I, legal. May have a num- I may have some other tracks that I may not be able to send you as well. Oh, isn't people. it sad? It's, it's terrible when you have things that you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> just got to enjoy them yourself and just tell people about it. How do you describe a song? How do you hold a moonbeam in your hand? Mm, how do you describe a feeling? In, in... <laughs> it's a terrible thing, Lee. How have you been? I'm I'm fine. It's a little bit chilly over here at the moment. We have just that the the weather has England. become wintry um, in the yeah. last day. So yes, we are cold. Ever anything but. Don't you? I mean, well, you it, guys must pray for global warming, mustn't you? <laughs> we had a week of very hot weather in the summer. We did not enjoy it. We moaned a lot about it. <laughs> and then when it passed, we went, oh, is that all we're getting? Is that the summer? Is that, is that it? Um, and um, now the the newspapers, are, which they do every year, is like, you know, killer blizzards are on the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wrap up your elderly in tinfoil. For they won't yeah. survive, and um, we get the opposite in re- in reverse. You know, so yes. shove, shove them, shove every person over the age of fifty five into a refrigerator <laughs> for about three months because they're never going to survive it. It's a terrible thing. Oh. You know what? If if I'm ever feeling a little bit low, one of my favourite images to think of is an Englishman climbing stairs during what they allege to be their summer. <laughs> I've experienced summer in Australia. I know what it's like. I know that there's. <laughs> How did you barely, go? Uh, yeah, I, it, it was not. It didn't. But I, it took about a week to acclimatize. Yeah. Um. And for that entire week, I had a, a, an oxygen tank strapped to my back. <laughs> um, if you're not willing to chuck yourself in the ocean, you sort of can't survive. We 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 are all smug, but well, for me, like it's you know a swim twice a day at the at the peak of it and then you're fine yeah but the sharks and stuff and, and massive jellyfish that you're not allowed to touch and uh, stuff only if you're a very pale shade of white <laughs> otherwise you're okay very seal shaped <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> now listen you've just come back from i should be so lucky the musical now I i'm gonna put something out there i 
watched clips and I told you that. And I told mm-hmm. you I also wouldn't share my opinion. And since then, I've been thinking about it. I really don't have a right to share an opinion anyway at all because musicals leave me feeling very uncomfortable anyway, oh. usually. Like there's something when we, when I was at school and you know that cohort of kids in your grade who were very theatre-minded and they'd mm. run up and they'd like talk to you in a very over-the-top way with their hands flailing and their eyes really wide <laughs> and singing some <laughs> words and talking others and you think, God, chill out, dude, like really stop. <laughs> so I'm not one to – the only musical I can think that I really, really loved was, well, a sort of Mamma Mia, the film. Okay. But that's because of Meryl Streep and that ferret-looking woman. I like those two. <laughs> ferret-looking woman? Yeah, Which you know, that, that woman that's in every... If there's a music... I actually said to my kids last night, if there's a musical happening anywhere on planet Earth, that woman will find her way into one of the scenes, at a minimum. I watched this Dolly Parton thing. Dolly Parton's got some musical out on Netflix. I think she has, yes. And I, I made the mistake... We fast-forwarded through... Absolutely, like at rock at record speed, but the ferret woman was in that. <laughs> is, she, is the ferret woman tall, thin? Yes. Bob, yes. Okay, so we're not talking about Julie Walters, National Treasure in England, oh, the, the American ferret woman, as she's Yeah, probably. She, right. Oh, she's in okay. the Big Bang Theory, the one I'm thinking yes, of. Yes, she plays Sheldon's mother. Yeah, yeah. And and I like her very, very much. But, you know, she she's always got that look on her face like she's just very smug about her talent. It's rather irritating. I, have I just earned a whole heap of people unsubscribing? Quite possibly. I don't know the lady's name, but I do know who you're referring to. Well, you've um, added to the problem. You don't even yeah. know her name. I don't know her name. I, was she in Sybil? She was in Sybil, wasn't she? Probably. Back in the day. Was that the Barbara Streisand thing? No? No, that was one with Sybil Shepherd. The, the, um, oh, Sybil. Was, oh, I love that series. Yeah. yeah. I think no she one played else the best friend. That. Yes, I think you're right. That gee, that's a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after she left Moonlighting, which was controversial because I think they were fighting those two. The man who yes, they didn't like each list. other. Mm-hmm. But it still had good chemistry. I think she went on to do Sybil after that, didn't she? Yeah. Mm. Yes. But look, we digress. The, the point being, because of me, a ferret woman, and musicals <laughs> and a bad attitude, I'm not allowed to comment on this. I'll see how long I can resist. Anyway, but you've been Let's to just say. So- I you're have, at, um, yeah. you're on solid ground. You're allowed to say something. Mm. Where was it at? It was so it 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 started its runoff in Manchester in England, um, and has been there for quite a number of weeks. Um, and it ends tomorrow, um, and then goes on a tour around the country. I don't mm. know if it's going to to. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's not. It's not the next Mamma Mia. It's it's not. It, it isn't. Um, it's not. I can't imagine a film being made. Um, I can't mm. imagine um, it being, you know, in the West End. And no, um, it is very. So what is this for for international listeners and for me because of my ignorance. What's off West End and West End mean? I'm assuming West End is an area geographically where good mm. things go. So <laughs> West End is in the centre of London, and that's where the kind of very popular. Um, musicals and stage shows have residencies. Um, And then they do um, 
local tours where they go round um, venues across the country. And they may be there for a couple of weeks or they may be there for a couple of nights. Um, and they tend to have two casts. So they'll have the West End cast, which is, you know, where a lot of the tourists go and see them when they go to London. Um, and then there's the, the, um, the cast that t- does the tour. And in some, oh. some, so particularly, have you heard of everybody's talking about Jamie, the musical? No, no. no. I've heard of everybody one. talks about Raymond. <laughs> or am I getting no, that there isn't a musical it? about Raymond. Um, <laughs> that they will have celebrities that come in and out of guest um, uh-huh. um, positions, but this one like doesn't. Boy have George any. is doing something, isn't he? Boy George moment? is doing a pantomime. Oh, that's a whole yes. different thing altogether. Oh, my God, you British. So hang on. Can I just try to recap? We've got West End, good things, fixed residency, off West mm. End, little experimental, short-term, sometimes traveling things. Then we've got the same thing with Broadway, off Broadway. Yes. And West End is a place, isn't it? It is. It is, the, it is in London, yes. It's a whole sort of block with all the famous theatres. Because the Pet Shop Boys did West End Girls, and I've always wondered, is it a street? Is it a town? Is it a suburb? I don't know. It's it, No, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a, a couple of blocks uh-huh. with, okay. yeah. All right, there you go. And so you saw an off-West End show called I Should Be So Lucky, The Musical, which is about mm. to, which was fixed for a couple of weeks and now is about to go and torment the rest of England. It is indeed, yes. Um, yeah, right. it, 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 it is. Yeah, it. Um, I do this for the listeners, Lee. It's not because I'm stupid, because my no, listeners. People need to. to un- yeah, people need to understand. Yeah. So obviously, the title "I Should Be So Lucky" is the title of a Kylie Minogue song, yes. and it is. It is what is called a jukebox musical, oh, which God. means that it. Um, it there's no. Uh, there is no. Um, so, for example, the Phantom of the Opera, the music for the Phantom of the Opera was written specifically for the Phantom of the Opera. Right. Um, a jukebox musical tends to be hits from a particular artist or or, or genre. So this you've is got what makes you such a great correspondent because that's I'm... amazing. I just sat there. Never wanting to ask the question and look like a fool. What the <laughs> hell is a jukebox music? Because I've got happy days in my head with the Fonz. Well, That's yeah, it's I've very, got. it's it's kind of basically like you know all the songs because they've either been hits or they, you know. So, for example, um, the Bodyguard that has all Whitney Houston uh, mm. hits in it. Then you've got is that um, a jukebox musical? That yeah, they would call that a jukebox musical because it's popular, popular, yes, popular. Yes. Um, uh, tracks that people know. So this one is um, not about um, the production team Stockake and Waterman, but it is using their music. Got it. Um, Can I just ask, did, are you old enough to remember the jukebox? I am. I used to use jukeboxes in shops. Did you have them over there? We, I, I think they were, I always remember them as being a bit of a sort of a retro thing. Right. Um, <laughs> so they came after they were extinct um, everywhere else. Okay. Yeah, we didn't tend to have them in, do you, know, you know like diners when they used to have them in yes. the booths? We yes. didn't tend to have that. But, well, the, but I had a kind family of... friend who threw a party and they hired a jukebox. And I managed oh. to, that was my position the whole night. Other people were having fun near the pool. 
getting a drink, talking to each other. I stood next to the jukebox, fascinated by to pick up the, the vinyl and move it over. Oh, and, okay. it and people got quite annoyed with me because what, what do you think I programmed? It must have been about 1989 because I remember Hand on Your Heart was, that was the big yeah, one. Yeah, was it I'm like just... Kylie singles one after the other? Yes, and someone came, yeah. can you maybe play something else other than Kylie? And I'm like, no, I can't. Not at all. But could you not just have had a DJ? That would have been slightly <laughs> less troublesome. <laughs> That's such a Ricky Gervais moment. I prefer a DJ. <laughs> yeah, it just makes more sense than having to keep putting coins in a jukebox. No, it was coinless. You didn't know paid for it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've digressed again. I apologise. Oh no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so yes, it is. It is. It is um, a jukebox musical, which is using the music of Stock Aitken and Waterman, um, but in a very Mamma Mia style way. Okay, so, so it's not, you know, not that anything could possibly spoil this, in my opinion, but generally what is it? I, I'm assuming it's a young man and a young girl fall in love and then the hilarity ensues. Oh, what, how can, so it is, it's, it's, it's a budget Mamma Mia, I'm going to be honest oh, with you. No. Um, it's, it, it's basically, there's a, a young couple that are going to get married and he jilts her at the aisle. Huh. And she then decides that she's going calm. to go on the honeymoon anyway oh, with all dear. her friends, oh. and uh, they fly to Turkey um, to to a resort, a honeymoon resort. And That's a bit of um, Muriel's wedding, by the way. What you're it describing. is a little bit, yeah. There's yeah. a little bit of Muriel's wedding in it, um, mm. and um, then her 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 ex fiance decides that he he does love her. It's mm. quite confusing. I'm going to have to say this story plot lines that I was like thinking, ooh. That's strange. Um, he decides that he still wants to be with her, so then he flies over to Turkey um, to to woo her back. Um, in the meantime, she has become attracted to a very swarthy um, Turkish gentleman um, who is a bit of a Lothario. Um, and then there's just loads of Stock Aitken and Wartman songs um, dotted through it. So However, there's spoken dialogue and musical dialogue. Yes. So they kind of like... so. For example, there is a the, the track by Sonia, "You'll Never Stop Me from Loving You." Um, mm-hmm. That is kind of like him. Talk, he's, oh. he's like, she's going, oh. "I don't want to be with you," and he goes, "But you'll never stop me from loving you." Da, 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 so he, da, <laughs> he flies from England to finds out where she's gone on the honeymoon, or I'm assuming you, and then mm. he, yeah, he, oh god, I can just imagine. Mm. Oh, now the yeah. big draw. Does he put this. on a big orange wig? Um, there is that. Th- no, he doesn't wear a sunny wig. Um, there is there. I'm gonna say it was very much. I was saying to my friends, this is like watching a Carry On film. Do you remember those Carry yes. On films? Yes. Oh God, you're but not selling now to music. So it's it was it was very. Uh, so there was a, a manager of the resort who was a very effeminate gentleman, very Kenneth Williams. Mm. Um, we had her troop of um, bridesmaids that, um, you know, you had the kind of the saucy lady one, the fat one that nobody likes. Oh, stop um, it. This is such full of stereotypes then, is it? I have to say yeah. that it did feel a little bit... So the Turkish man would have been a really racist version of a Turkish man. Well, there was there was a Turkish gentleman in it who was a masseuse who... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> of course he, did, he was. 
who did give <laughs> a, a massage to to her gay best friend because there's always a gay best friend in the musicals now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the big draw f- <laughs> about it is is that Kylie is in it, albeit digitally. There's a character, the main female character is called Ella, and Kylie is her kind of like muse. So at various points when this character is in her hotel room by herself, a huge mirror comes down and then Kylie appears. Um, and I have to say, she looks bloody good in in whatever filter they were using for that. She's, yeah. She looks good. And, and what so does she this, do? Does she give advice? Does she yes. sing? She kind of likes her. She doesn't do any singing. Um, she gives yeah. advice to this character. Um, and then um, at various other points, she appears on the screen, um, kind of dancing along to various tracks. And is so, the advice really good advice, or is it just like, follow your heart? Yeah, it's very much like lucky, that. Lucky. It's yeah. like, yeah. So. She's like, I can't tell you what to do. You've got to follow your heart. Like, in an, but in oh, an Australian accent. In a, yeah. I'll no, she, she talks in her own voice. Yeah. yeah. I, I um, can do that for you, Vin. Love, oi, yeah, you. Oh no, that's British. No, sorry. Yeah. Um, um, hang on, I've got to get it right, Lee. Otherwise, I won't. It's like a sneeze. Um, Struth, what the hell are you doing? That Turkish man's a complete pile of. You know what? You got to go after that one that you really love. Follow your heart, Bob on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And nobody else references her. To it's nice mm. to have a demonstration in the middle of a review. Yeah, no, nobody, none of the other characters reference Kylie. It's oh. just that only this character can see her. And then at the end, she kind of like goes, um, "How will what will I ever do without you?" Um, and Kylie goes, "But I've always been you." And oh, they God. touch hands on the on the mirror, oh, and stop then it. Oh. Um, Kylie disappears no. um, because it was her inner Kylie all along. She um, could have sung "Lost Without You" from Golden at that point. She could have, although not that's a not PWL, written. Well, I know. I yeah, know. you know, a little bit of been... writing. It's a jukebox. It's a jukebox, but it's you know, Stockett can work themselves. So I reckon well. Kylie would get paid for something like that. I've always wondered this sort of thing. You know, when a star pops up, it's a little bit more substantial in this one. By the sound of it, she comes up, but sometimes stars pop up for two seconds and just wave and leave. Some yeah. Do you know? I often yeah. say like, and and then every, all their fans go, "Oh, it's so, isn't it wonderful? Isn't that generous of them?" It's like it's not generous of them. They're earning a hell of a lot of money for doing absolutely nothing. When they're smiling and waving, they're actually <laughs> waving at the whole population, going, "You're all a bunch of idiots!" <laughs> because I'm getting paid half your yearly income just to do this with my hand. She what does do reference. She does reference Vegas. At one point, oh, um, <laughs> she, she of, does an internal promotion for a show. Well, no, she says something like, "Not everybody can afford to fly to Vegas," oh. um, and it was like, so instead, we watch you on a screen that keeps the coming and going. <laughs> That's so rudely. So basically, all you people <laughs> who can only afford this off West End show and couldn't <laughs> afford to come and see me in Vegas. <laughs> She's sort of going. <laughs> I love it's, that. That's so cool. It's kind of like she's having a conversation with this girl, and it, and it, it, it it's it's a quip. Um, and she just <laughs> she just she just uh, name check a number of her Stock Aitken and Woman songs, um, throughout the throughout the um. And the were production. you the only person in the audience that was picking up all the little subtle references? I have well, fun feelings. Well, no, because you know the audience was fifty percent gay men and fifty percent oh. straight women, so oh. you know it was <laughs> the audience knew. 
Um, and to be fair, there is a there is a lot of tracks that you might not necessarily have, have thought, oh, that's not an obvious choice. So um, at one point they sing, If You Were With Me Now, Kylie oh, Minogue and Keith nice. Washington. Mm-hmm. That's not, as a duet? Uh, yes, on a beach. Um, we we get um, we get so other Carly tracks. We get um, um, what did she, too many Brit- No, that's Jason Donovan. Uh, too many, especially for you, that gets played as you would expect. Um, mm. I should be so lucky. Step back in time, but the devil you know, and Telltale Signs. From- oh, that's lovely. Yeah, she needs to sing that more often too. It's it's a beautiful song. So it's quite Kylie heavy, but we've also What's got the woman like the main the main lady because I watched the clip and I said I wasn't going to venture my opinion, but she looked quite physically awkward. I watched for when they <laughs> she at the end quite physically. Um, I don't know. Perhaps they filmed her on an off day. She seemed quite <laughs> comfortable. Um, the problem that we've got in the UK at the moment is <laughs> yeah is that audiences. Are, are absolute idiots at the moment. So oh. the poor um, actors and, and 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 people on the stage have got to deal with people shouting stuff out, singing along to the songs when you're not supposed to. Mm. Um, just kind of this production has had a lot of problems with um, perhaps groups of people that have been out and had a have a beverage or nine, and then have rocked up at the the theatre and gone. I know these songs from when I was a kid. I'm going to sing along to them. Aren't when, you meant to sing along though? What the hell's wrong with that? No, they kind of say you know. Although you know the songs, it's part of a story. It's not. It's not a concert. Um, there is opportunity at the end where they have kind of like an an encore where they mm. encourage everybody to get up and dance a bit like mamma mia although you've not seen it on the at the stage so you won't know that um they kind of at the end that's mm. everybody's opportunity mm. to um get up and dance and sing along and that's wonderful um but you know if you're kind of on stage as a, as a performer and you're going to be doing a like a really sort Tell of emotive yeah, and then you've got some drunk woman going, "Why should be so lucky?" Um, from the audience. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not good. Um, <laughs> See, I'm more sympathetic with the uh, look. First of all, mixed messages. You're either not allowed to sing, or you are. You can't tell me that they are annoyed at people singing, and yet they encourage it at some points in the show. Not okay. I work with young people. If you mix message like that, it's not going to happen. And don't forget, these are the group of people that couldn't afford to go to Vegas, so they're not very bright. Well, no, well, I, I will give you that. Um, there was a woman sat behind us today, and when Kylie first appeared on the screen, she very, very loudly said, Oh, we need Clever how They've done that. <laughs> <clears throat> which echoed across the stage. <laughs> yes, that got old quite quickly. Um, um, yeah. How old was um, she? I would say oh. she's probably sort of like early 50s. Well, there's um, no very, excuse. She's been around very, for long enough to know about computers. <laughs> yeah, very Karen. Uh, very Karen. People have been removed um, on a number of occasions. <laughs> they, they, the no. the um, security have removed them and said, no, you're disturbing it for the well, other. I should be so lucky that musical people have been yes. removed. This yeah. is a problematic production right from it's the beginning just, by the sound of it. Once, <laughs> just when It's they, not well, just... 
it's not just this one. It's been a number of them. They they rem- the, so previously to, to <laughs> I should be so lucky. We had the bodyguard at the same theater, and they had problems with drunk women singing. I sh- I will always love you out of tune, very oh, very loudly. Um, yes. at, the, at the opportune moment, so they so, and then get very aggressive <laughs> when they're asked to shut up and or they'll be removed. I don't know whether it's just a British thing or whether other places in the world experience this. I don't know, but it's, Is it's it a, and it wouldn't happen on West End I'm assuming only off West End I don't know I think it has a you know it has it has happened in other places I don't know whether mm. I think the West End's supposed to be quite sort of highbrow isn't it and quite you know expensive and, and, so, and blah Lee, blah blah if mm. you can lean in a little bit because I don't want you to be offended I want you to see I'm very sincere okay were you given a, a warning or told you might be removed I was not because I am very properly brought up, and I were your hands in your lap? Were they? My hands are in my lap. I may have nodded my head gently in time to some of the music. What about your fingers? Did they go right, left, (laughs) right, left? (laughs) Yeah, there might have been some knee tapping. Your mouth didn't open. I may have mimed along. Um, but there was no sound coming out, um, and I waited until the very end when I was asked, told that I could stand up to to dance. And I did that. You're very uh, compliant, uh, aren't you? Very mm. compliant. When if, if, I have to admit, if I was in the audience, I probably would have been compliant. Except if they sang a Sunita song, I probably couldn't have resisted yelling out, boo! Oh, boo. dear. Well, you would have been happy because we have Toy Boy by oh, Sunita. No. How could they get um, that in there? That was, in the, that was when um, they're, they're in a nightclub. And um, some of the ladies um, are attracted to some some young dancers. So we had Toy Boy. Um, it sounds rather literal, not subtle at all, right? No. Like, for example, oh, I'm over here trying to get my girl back. You'll never stop me from loving you. Yeah. I mean, um, if I read some of the other songs that you'll kind of get, there's Better Off Without You, Hazel Dean. That was when, you know, she said, I don't want to be with you. I'm better yeah. off without you. Da, da, da. Um, never going to give you up by Rick Astley. Um, um, there was a very, very strange rendition of You Spin Me Round Like a Record uh, by Dead or Alive. So the, up until this point, the the uh, Jilted Bride didn't know that her ex-fiancé had arrived in Turkey um, with his friend. Um, he was trying to keep himself incognito. So he followed her to a discotheque where he dressed up as a Turkish waiter, um, complete with moustache and um, sort of um Turkish attire and did um a Turkish version of you spin me round like oh, a record. What the hell is a Turkish version of that it, song? It, in Turkish? It was not in Turkish, but using a, a comedy Turkish accent. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is sounding like the word. I have to go now. It's so one of those that's crossed the line into just yeah, you don't go for the musical, you go for the tragedy of it all. I'm yes. there. Um, yeah it was it was yeah it was it was strange it was just there were were tracks that i'd forgotten about uh the heaven i need by the three degrees that was used a number of times um um what else did we we had some melon kim there was a little melon kim medley showing out respectable that's the way it is yeah it was interesting i don't think it's gonna win any baftas i don't think it's gonna get a tony award no um, certainly not and you're a very generous reviewer i've got to say you're, you're quite a supporter of the arts and all of that sort of stuff so this is pretty big coming from you I've, while you've been talking i was looking up some reviews because i thought will the british tell the truth about this because sometimes <laughs> they don't frankly but l- listen to this this is one review from a gentleman called nick ahad 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll skip through, you know, the introduction and all that. It said, uh, nothing can hide the utter bizarreness and often quite offensiveness <laughs> of the story sandwiched around the perfectly crafted pop songs. And then he goes on about what a gifted writer Debbie Issett is, um, who is the writer of this. But this is her her talent isn't evidenced here. Where Turkish waiters have Manuelian accents, and where a joke about a masseur called Hassan willing to give you Indian head makes it past the taste filter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There is that part. Oh, yeah. actually, I'm starting to like this more and more. It sounds like it's, you know, Debbie Issit is not bowing down to the woke brigade. I like that. That's good. And then here's another one. Overall, I Should Be So Lucky the Musical is an entertaining roller coaster that falls short of its jukebox predecessors due to its inadequate pacing and soap opera style plot lines that are incompatible with its earnest presentation. Make that what you will. I would agree. There was a, there was a, the second half had a number of storylines that were dealt with within seconds. So one of the bridesmaids had an issue with gambling. And um, it was like, yes, I've got a problem with gambling, but I'll never do it again. Cue song. Um, and that was never mentioned again. <laughs> it sounds like if you and I got together and penned a musical, yeah. how can we squeeze this song in? Oh, what can man. we what can we fit around this track? Oh, I know. <laughs> let's let's say they've got sort of like a brain tumor or something like that, but then we'll never mention it again once the song's finished. It's put your yeah. hand on my lamp and tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow. Mm. This has been fascinating. I don't know. I <clears throat> I'd love for people to tell us. Leave us a comment. Send us an audio message. Have you seen it? Would you see it based on Lee's? strange review or he's categorized it as strange um i would be there in a heartbeat now after listening to this it's crossed the line i reckon would you go back and see it a second time or was once enough i think once was probably (laughs) enough i think i may go back if if there was a guarantee that there was they'd cleared the 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 building of karen's and i was safe to listen Ah, um right Got it, got it. Well, what a great review, Lee. What a great review. Thank you. Who did you – do you mind me asking who you went with and what did they think? Um, I went with uh, three friends, and um, they were very much in the same mind as, as me. Um, mm. They they were like, what are we watching? What is happening? Um, <laughs> and we're just going to go along with the ride because there's nothing we can do about it. Wow. And what did you get a general temperature of the rest of the audience as well? Oh, they were they were they were all drunk, so I don't think it really mattered what was happening, as long as you know there was one woman who was up on her feet as soon as as soon as I should be so lucky started was told to sit down seven times. So I think they generally thought they were listening to the radio. Um, most <laughs> I love that, and and honest, I have to ask this because of the style of this podcast. When Kylie first appeared, what happened in the audience? Um, I had a little audible gasp from myself because I wasn't, we hadn't been told how she was going to appear. And it was just said, Kylie is going to be making an appearance digitally. Mm. I was expecting perhaps she'll know she'd flick up on a TV or something in a room and just kind of like a good eye. But no, she's like got quite a substantial part in it. So you're like going, oh, and every time the mirror 
lowers from the ceiling. You're like, oh, she's back again. Um, And she has costume changes. And at the very end, it kind of becomes very Aphrodite. She's on a swing with roses and uh, giving... um, giving i nearly said giving head she wasn't giving head at all um but at the end when they all get married because they all get married to each other um all of the cast um she gives a little speech about love and how love is for everybody um and and then then goes i've got to go i've got a vegas show to do leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) i've got to go i've watched three quarters of this performance and i no longer want to be part of it (laughs) up she goes oh man lee thank you this has been fun totally welcome honestly i think i'm sure half the people listening are now going to go and see it you've pushed you've pushed for ticket sales (laughs) through the roof take care lee Bye. We've known each other for so long. Your heart been aching, but you're too shy to say it. It's time we both know what we're going along. We know the game of men. Sometimes amateurs know best, and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. And And we're we're the the Horror Horror Husbands. But when we're not doing horror-related things, we also do enjoy our pop music. And uh, we know that Kylie Minogue has not done a show in the U.S. since around 2011. So it was a very big deal when she announced she was coming to Vegas, and we just knew that we had to find a way to see her. The residency was worth the wait. It was worth... Um, every penny because it was expensive to go. I know it's just, you know, it's it's hard sometimes these days with the concert ticket prices and um, this being a very different type of venue where you um, there are tables and a minimum drink spend and things like that. But aside from that, we just had such a blast. It was so amazing to be in such an intimate venue with Kylie and to really feel like she was like right there next to us. I think, you know, Ryan, you said it, there's not a bad seat in the house. Everywhere, even the general admission, just um, it felt like we were all together. And it was just amazing. It was amazing. And uh, Kylie was actually our wedding song. But Michael and I had never gotten to see her live together. Michael, you'd never seen her before live at all. So getting to see her live together for the first time was just magical. And she did do our wedding song. So needless to say, there were lots of tears. There was lots of jumping. There was lots of dancing. Um, It was a very emotional experience, to say the least. Yes, and our song was All the Lovers. Yeah, so we got to hear her do that live 
um, after, you know, having that be our wedding song a few years ago. So it was really, just really special. Like it, it was unlike probably any other concert experience we've had thus far and I can't wait to do it again. Hey, this is Jeffrey Ticker from Los Angeles, California. Here's my review of Kylie Minogue, night three in Vegas. Well, the first thing you should get used to is the very expensive price. The ticket's pretty pricey, but yet again, it's Vegas, so what do you expect? And if you get a table, which is the recommended option because you'll get a better view, it's quite expensive as they force you to buy drinks that are super expensive. But once you get past the price, she was great. The venue's beautiful. Uh, before you, before she comes on, there's a uh, burlesque show uh, before and after, and uh, a lot of contortionists and uh, sexy music and sexy dancers and all that. So that's fun. And then, of course, the main attraction, Kylie. She's fabulous. The tables are set up kind of spread out so that the sight lines are pretty good, which is impressive because most venues you can't see anything so i give them credit for that um her set list was awesome um try not to give too many spoilers but um was more of a greatest hit show than a tension show but uh, she did the singles from tension of course and uh the audience was loving every second of it and uh it was a pretty great night i have to say Sarah and Nathan, welcome to the show. Hello, can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can hear you me. both. Lovely to see you both. And well, I can't see you, but it's lovely <laughs> yeah, to both. hear you both. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Welcome to the fortress. We're here to talk about the future of Kylie. But Nathan, I would be remiss if I didn't ask how that costume is going for the audience with, because you're going there and you've got an elaborate outfit on its way and and a plan as well has it all oh, gone? i have indeed um yeah I, i've actually got my final costume fitting um tomorrow uh, i i did the measurements myself and i did them all perfect except my minge so it, it except kept, like what? except my um vaginal region um so oh, there's so I much measured. in this world i don't understand How can i you, measured my why hips. would you have to measure that well, because I'm wearing, I'm, I'm making, well, I'm having made um, what she wore for the Capital Summertime Ball. Yeah, yeah. Which included a, a leotard. Right. So, anyway, um, so I was, I was measuring my hip to vaginal region, and I did it wrong. I don't know how I did it wrong. Um, so, the mock-up that my, that, um, my seamstress did came, and it was about... <laughs> I'll never get over that. It was that. like Nathan a toga. Seen... Like a really short toga. <laughs> right. But now it should be it should be fine. Um, so I'm going for the actual fitting for the actual outfit tomorrow. All right. Well, please um, send me a photo. I've been tomorrow. dying to see it. And Nathan, I don't think you've met Sarah before. Sarah, Nathan, Nathan, Sarah. Sarah, is this all making sense to you? Have you ever measured, and maybe you have, maybe I'm the odd person um, out in this conversation. Have you ever measured your hip to your vaginal region? I've actually had to before. Oh, my Maybe I, modeling should though. I leave? Am I We've in the wrong room? <laughs> We've all done it before, so I it's totally very difficult. You've got to sit down you and, do. and measure it, and it's really confusing. 
Oh, and yeah, it's like be. very specific too. Like you have, if you don't sit a certain way with it, yeah, it won't be correct, and then it will fit you very weird. Like any type of attire you're wearing, it's just like it's a whole thing. So yeah, can honestly, I just, can I just try to? I'm sure most people must be like me and confused. If 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 you get it wrong, then the outfit what gets a bit baggy in the crotch area. Is that a uh, no, no, it was the opposite for me. It could, it could, like, it could be like that, but um, no, it was, it was more like it fit me perfectly to where, like, my bottom region, and then I just had two bits of flap hanging oh down because my I couldn't connect God them. Father. This is a well, I don't know if it's a PG show, but I think we've crossed a line. <laughs> to, wrong of me. I don't know, but this is... Well, you asked, Tim. You asked, I and I told. <laughs> <laughs> I did just ask how the outfit was going. I didn't expect such a graphic recount. Well, I had a nightmare with it, and I'm telling you about the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it should be fine. It should be wonderful. Sarah, how have you been going? You, because it's been a long time since you've been on the show. It's been a long time. It's been a while. I've been you know off in my own world more so working on my own like musical projects and stuff so it's been it's been quite a long time and been busy with that and just more focused in real life but I have been listening to your podcast (laughs) all the time on my rides home and stuff so (laughs) and and really briefly if it's possible what is the Sarah story for those of you who haven't heard of you before what's the Sarah story well, I am a Canadian um, artist, and I also do acting as well, and modeling, as I just said. Oh, wow. Um, and so I'm a trans queer artist. I've done my own, like, I do specifically, like, pop music and EDM music myself. So I, you can look me up on Spotify, Sarah Kellyson, if you would like to listen to my music and everything oh i'm so intrigued about this sorry to interrupt (laughs) no of course um but yeah that's pretty much who i am beautiful so nathan does elaborate costumes sarah is an artist i do jigsaw puzzles by the way jigsaw puzzles are fun (laughs) though that's fun i love doing that during christmas and the holidays so i totally feel you with that (laughs) <laughs> I, I am fascinated into into your musical um endeavors though. So you're gonna I, I might have to f- try and find you and talk to you about that after this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like go ahead and look it up on Spotify or Apple Music. How or... do people find you, Sarah? Um, you can look me up, Sarah Kellyson, on Instagram, YouTube, um, Spotify, Sarah Kellyson, Apple Music and any other like online streaming platform pretty much so i'm following you on instagram right now right I'm now okay nathan right doesn't this around moment as we speak oh my god i love that and nathan how do people find you again um, i'm crazy cat gay on instagram twitter and all that um, <laughs> i'm not i'm not too big um, i don't have quite as many handles as you sarah <laughs> that's but, okay yeah, um, <laughs> but on Instagram, it matters because you have the whole like costume and elaborate, um, elaborate ideas going, which I'm really excited to see all this. Oh my god! Wow, I'm looking at this right now. <laughs> you really go We're all fans. out. You really go all out. Like I'm loving these looks that you're giving on Instagram right now. I don't do cheap. I've, I've said that to you before, haven't I, Sam? I don't do cheap. No crepe paper. <laughs> These are fabulous. These are so fabulous. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sorry, Tim. This is your show. I'm sorry to. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. I think it's awesome when there's a meeting of minds, and that's what this show is actually about. Don't forget, we're in the fortress where there is a diminishing number of people across the globe that care about the age of the megastar and people like Kylie and Madonna. It really is. It's diminishing. So when I, I listen to you two connecting, it just fills my heart. Oh, that's so nice. And I actually really love, like, all the... I met, like, so many different guests through your show, Tim, that I've just, like, connected with and everything. And um, as well, like, a lot of us, like, I feel like, like you said, it's like the fortress of pop in a way. And it's not just, like, um, the fortress of, like, like, just, like, these superstars, but we are inspired by these superstars to do what we love to do today because I feel a lot of us take from them. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And Nathan's definitely one of those. I mean, Kylie inspires him, <laughs> and I mean that, like, in many ways. Like, Kylie has yeah. inspired Nathan. And, and I was I connected with Nathan because I was like, wow, I didn't know Kylie. Well, it's rare to find a younger Kylie fan where that is happening, that, that connection and that inspiration. And it has A younger Kylie fan who is so full of opinions. <laughs> he is. I love is. it. Not I all of them it. right. I, I love it. And I can see that, like, Kylie inspires your work in a way and she she inspires my work in a lot of ways too like that's I'm why i was so fascinated to hear yeah absolutely because a lot of a lot of stuff that i've done in the past was like kylie inspired and i'm like if i was wanted to be any like pop star it would be it would truthfully be like kylie just because she has such like a solid foundation and career and i've i haven't been like i actually learned a lot more about kylie through tim's podcast because i've only known about her for since 2018 really because i live in north america and canada yeah. where she's not as promoted and i feel like i'm on my own island all the time whenever <laughs> a new album of hers comes out but i've been like a fan of her since golden era really and um but i like i knew songs before but not like many like it was very limited <laughs> yeah like, it was no, only I pretty much it's pretty much the fever singles and Locomotion and I Should Be So Lucky were the only songs that I really heard of hers. And I, I also heard um, Time Bomb on like the radio before and I love that. But that's really? about literally I it. Time Bomb. I absolutely love it. It's time one bomb. of my faves. <laughs> it, it, it's one of my faves. Like it should have been on Kiss Me Once. but <laughs> It was a travesty. It didn't do better. It did all right, but it should have done a lot better. In it fact, I know done. she released it. She was holding it for an album, Sarah, but she held it. Oh. Uh, sorry, but she pushed it forward because she said when they finished it, I think it was Karen Poole, if I'm right, Nathan, um, when they finished it, they went, this is so of the moment of the sound of that year that it had mm. to get out there as quickly as possible, which it did. Now, can can you both lean in a little bit? I've got something to tell you. Something awful. Oh. Okay, so I just oh, want no. you to hold. Can you hold each other's hands? Actually, I know you don't know each other. Okay, just, okay? just a little. Just a, I'll stretch. I'm only five foot eight, but I'll stretch out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I heard we're here to talk about the future of Kylie because we thought it'd be interesting to say what do fans think the future needs to be or may be. But another fan that I was speaking to not so long ago, in fact. I won't reveal their name because they might get tomatoes thrown at them. But he <laughs> believes that Kylie is deliberately uh, starting to phase herself out completely. He thinks it's what? a five to ten year plan. He thinks Vegas mm. is the first piece of evidence of this. He thinks that she is going to deliberately wind herself back 
um, go out on top, which is a positive, um, and that within 10 years... She will be just a businesswoman. Like you'll know, she'll still be out there with her name on products and stuff like that, but will no longer be doing what she does best music. So that's why I ask you to hold hands. Um, how are your hands? Are you squeezing that was each other? That's rather traumatic, yeah. Isn't my, it? Uh, I'd my never palms are even crossing. I'm really mind. sorry, Sarah. Yeah, my palms are <laughs> I feel that. I feel that because I was just like taken back by that. But I'm like, I'm feeling very mixed about that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm feeling very mixed right now. If I'm being, I aggressively like, disagree. <laughs> you aggressively disagree. <laughs> I aggressively disagree. Tell us why. Go on. Well, I mean, I just think it, it's a very naive way to look at things. I mean, to look at Vegas as though um, it is like a cemetery for artists still, when realistically you've got Adele there. It's, a very, it's just a very short-sighted way of looking at things, I feel. Um, but also, oh, well, can I, I, do you mind me just adding some context? Because if they were here, they'd add this. They would say, um, because I asked the same thing. I said, but Vegas isn't the, the place where celebrities go to die anymore. That's out of date. But they said, no, but Kylie, unlike Adele, unlike Celine, unlike Britney, only has a finite number of fans. So they think that after a, a year or two of doing this, she's not going to be able to pull the numbers like she is now. Well, I mean, everybody has a finite number of fans. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> nice I, feel... I, have, I have two fans. I have one who followed me on Twitter the other day, and I now have Sarah. And <laughs> now those are me. my fans. That, that, that is a finite number. Everybody has finite amounts of fans. <laughs> Your days are numbered, Nathan. Your days. <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree, honestly. <laughs> Well, I but, feel... Can I just, if you don't mind me saying, like when I heard that yeah. as, a, as a Kylie fan from the beginning, I was actually more amazed not at what they said to me, but by the fact that I had never even considered it, honestly, hand on heart. I've, I've, I'll be really morbid. I've thought about over the years when other celebrities pass away, I've thought, well, how would it be for me? And when she got cancer too, obviously that had a huge yeah. impact on me. So I've thought of that sort of thing, but I don't think I've once thought of Kylie retiring because it doesn't seem in her. I feel like I know her quite well, and I don't think she's planning to retire. And I so, thought it once. Yeah, when was once. that? 2011. Um, mm. t well, 2012, I suppose. 2012. I, d I did think there was a, a concept that she might um, because – Things just seemed very strange at the time. Um, 2013 as well, uh, that, that sort of 2012-2013 region, I did have a niggling worry. And I do think she considered it at that time as well. Um, I do actually think she may have considered it at that time. Um, but obviously she persevered and I feel has reinvigorated herself through her music. I think she's reinvented herself again and kind of almost yes. followed her own trajectory if you see what I mean. But that, that's I, the only time that I've fought it. Sorry, Sarah, come I, on. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, Nathan. Like, I feel like if I could see why in like 2012, 2013, 2014, she didn't, it didn't feel like she was as engaged, especially during Kiss Me Once era. Mm -hmm. Specifically, it just felt like she, she didn't really feel engaged with the music and what she was doing at the time. It wasn't until like golden era where I felt she was more like with Back. it again and more engaged. And it's, it seemed more ha like a happier time, really. Absolutely. Um, I, I, yeah. 
pe most people most artists that go to vegas they're really showing off their legacy in a way they're more greatest hit shows which i think is an honor to have i don't think that's always like your your end all sort mm -hmm. of thing and i feel like it gets a bad reputation for that but i feel i feel it's it's a great thing, especially for Kylie, because she isn't the most known in North America. And I think it's a really great opportunity for her to even just expand more. Absolutely. Um, on the other hand, I do recognize that she is getting older, similar to like Madonna, where we see with Madonna, she's not as with it more with age. I feel like in Madonna's case, it's more... I feel she just tries hard and she's going through a midlife crisis. Truthfully, I don't think Kylie's <laughs> going through that. But, and I love Madonna. I'm a lifelong Madonna stan, but I can objectively say that that's what it looks like right now. And I can tell that she's had to like slow things down, especially on her celebration tour. And I feel that's just natural with age that you will slow down more. And um, I don't know how Kylie's health will be in like 10 years time, but if she did retire in like 10 years let's say i personally am the type of person that doesn't need my favorite to go on forever and ever to the point where um there's nothing left to the point where things are dried out we've we've tackled mm -hmm. the idea of kylie retiring let's let's go back a step Let's try to just project forward because this is actually the original intent of this conversation was to talk about what we'd like to see her doing in the next year, five years, ten years. The retirement thing came like a bolt out of the blue. Didn't know we were going to talk about that. Let's put that to one side. Nathan, how mm. could she move ahead from here? Because it's an interesting juncture. Sorry, I will let you talk, I promise. But we, we, we she's in this fascinating, and I'm talking with authority here, she's in Vegas the expectation was a world tour. Um, now she's she's really pivoted in a successful way that I didn't expect. She's got a home base over there and all of that sort of stuff. What does she need to do next, though? Could she keep doing this for years, and or does she need to change it up? What's next for I, Kylie? Well, I think from my perspective, like um, I've said this to you before, I think um, I believe tension itself and Padam Padam obviously was all aimed at streaming and building her online presence. I think she's successfully done that. I think she's actually successfully done that with disco as well. Um, you know, it, it's all been a build up until this point, really. Golden streaming figures were abysmal. Um, and then discos were significantly better and tensions overall, including Padam Padam, obviously. Um, are astronomical in comparison however the, the album tracks are not as much over the next year i i honestly believe that she's been working on km17 for months now yeah um i think she saw the success of padam padam and she knew exactly what that meant i th i think she just looked looked at herself with spinning around and i and the light years album and i think she knew that she had to replicate that very quick um, turnover for a new album with hopefully a lot of producers queuing at her door. I, I believe that there will be a lot of producers queuing at her door because Kylie, for the first time in my adult life, is cool. Sorry to interrupt, but Kylie has always been inspired by success as well. Like, mm. a lot of fans don't like me saying that. They, they think it's an intrinsic 
inspiration about music and um, and entertainment, and I'm sure that's there. But when Kylie experiences success, it inspires her, and you can track that through her whole career, right back to the PWL days, as Absolutely. you just mentioned during light years. Then it propelled her. That's why we have this pattern of a big album, but then a bloody bigger album after it. Exactly. No, I completely agree because, I mean, I think the Vegas residency was, I, I mean, I would look at it from my perspective. This is why I don't really understand fans complaining about it as much in terms of her actually doing it. Um, the only thing that I will complain about is the runtime. Um, but this has been an organized, been organized for years and it was probably just a case of it was going to happen at this time anyway and things have maybe obviously gone incredibly well for her. But then she's had to go to Vegas. I, I don't think she had much of a choice in the matter. Um, I imagine if she could, she probably would be trying to squeeze a world tour in or, you know, a European tour in Australia or whatever she could do. Um, but she, she is obligated to do that. And I also think she just knows that realistically she needs a follow-up to mm. Padam Padam. So... Sarah, looking to 2024, so we're, this is all about looking forward for Kylie, and we'll start with the next 12 months where Nathan has taken us. Nathan's predicting another album, more touring. It's going to be the year of Kylie, basically. What do you think is in store for her the next 12 months for 2024? Um, I feel she will continue with the Vegas residency. Um, along with that, I feel... I feel Tension Album has like one or two more singles to go pretty much. Really? And then and then depending on how well they do, but I feel I've noticed over the past couple of years she she has more like of these shorter like eras that go like for 10 to 12 months and then she's moving on to the next project. Mm. So I could see um with what Nathan's saying she's already probably on cam 17 as we speak and like you said tim i i do see i do notice that she is inspired by success and when she sees something is working for her she grapples onto that and mm -hmm. she begins working even more so it's just ever since golden era i feel like it's just been it's just been um her her success has gone even further, I would say, especially in like the streaming market and stuff. And I've noticed even in North America, a lot of people that I know that I that back in 2018, people didn't really know Kylie, but around my social groups, it's becoming more prominent. She's becoming oh, wow. more prominent here, like slowly but surely. Um, so I'm not on my own island as before <laughs> as much, but there are some people that are actually like engaged with this her music more so now especially with padam padam being her honestly over here in north america i would say her biggest success since fever dancing and stop me from falling would play like in stores and on the radio and stuff but not not as much as padam padam like every time i go out i hear padam padam and somewhere. when it played people probably had no clue who it was but with padam maybe some people at least will be going that's a kylie song Look, yes. for me, when I look forward to 2024, and then we're going to talk about the next five years, and then I'm going to let you both go. <laughs> First of all, I believe the tension era is done. I, I don't know if that's... Mm -hmm. um, and I don't Same. mean that in a pessimistic way. I think it's done. I think 
that Kylie Christmas kicks in now. That's what I think. As we lead up to Christmas, I don't know if she'll do anything around it, but certainly Santa Baby's already up there, number three, I think, in the Spotify for her, and it always is year after year. Uh, but 2024, I think she's going to, exactly what you've both said, fresh slate, new album, pretty much to build on. Basically, I believe that this song, Tension, is going to be the template obviously Padam as well, but the song Tension is going to be the template. I always wish with the album Tension, if it had been Padam and Tension, that sound throughout the whole thing, yep, I not agree. the fusion of Golden, I think we would have had an unbelievable success. So I think that they reckon, I reckon they're onto it. I reckon they know we need an album full of that type of sound that the song Tension gave us and Padam gave us. And I reckon that's what we're going to see. I could see that. I could see it being more driven to Padam sound versus because I feel to be honest I feel like tension is is it's like light years in a lot of ways where it has a lot of different sounds but I felt like some of these songs could have been on disco yes and so it's still it's coming off the heels of that and then like you said there are some specifically story that sounds like it's from golden era. So I feel like she's going to try to make a whole entire sound off the sound of Padam and just go with that. And it's going to be kind of like an album that fully sounds like that. And yeah. Sarah, the visuals as well. So the like if, when you're like, I am probably the world's biggest fan of attention song video clip. I think it's so incredible for Kylie, like the, the the production value of it, the cost of it. It's a nice, expensive, glossy-looking thing. It's really innovative. But my main thing is that Kylie didn't have any sarcasm in it. Like sometimes when she does a big-budget video, there's a little bit of a wink and a nod. They even do a little wink and a nod at the end of Padam video, um, which annoys me. I wish they'd taken that little smile <laughs> out and just kept the character. But I think that even stylistically, that's where they're heading in 2024, a little bit of a well, futuristic older woman overseeing the pop world. Well, she did say um, that she has realised with Padam Padam specifically that the big videos are necessary. So, and the only other thing I had to say about 2024 was I do think this will be the year where we see some sort of collaboration with someone American and epic. It's either going to be Madonna, Dolly Parton, or someone else who's like of that ilk, like that stratosphere. Can I, I be completely we'll honest that. about that though? Yeah, go for it. I really I believe that the time for a Kylie and Madonna collaboration has been gone and is now buried. I, I mm. honestly I, I I honestly believe that. I would have loved it in two thousand and seven. I would have loved it in twenty ten. Yeah or maybe in the early noughties of like maybe 2001, 2002. I, but I think it is dead. It is I'm going to argue and... with you, Nathan. I don't think they've ever intersected in their careers more than they are now. That's... I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But what I'm yeah. saying is is that I I, I hope it's buried. I, I like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I feel the right time for them was in that noughties era of 2000, 2010, I think that was the time that it should have happened. And I, because it hasn't now, I, I would hope that it doesn't happen. Um, I, and I know, th- sorry, carry on. I feel like there were many different times where it could have happened. If, if it was going to happen, I would want it to be under 
Kylie's vision more so yes. than Madonna's oh. vision. Because mm. I do not like that I'm not a fan happen. of the I'm not a fan of the collab she did recently. Like I I wasn't and I'm a huge Madonna fan. Like I am the biggest Madonna fan. Like she is my girl, she is my queen. But I stylistically I like Kylie's sound and vision where it is now and I feel Madonna could fit that in a way because it's it, it I feel Madonna fits like the tension sound is kind of reminds me of stuff from Confessions era and I feel that's where Madonna sh in my opinion should be going more so and I feel that would fit her better rather than all these like trap tracks she's done in like the past couple of years that I am just like I I can't with that like Tim said there there are many past that crossover now where I feel it could happen I would just want it to be under <laughs> Kylie's um vision whether that's a collab song or I I would honestly be okay with them like performing live together whether That'd it's one cute. of those songs like I feel that that's that that would be doable and I really I do like the celebration tour and how that's been all done and everything so I feel I feel it's very possible that they could do this where it's executed properly I just don't want it to be a collab that falls flat you know because you have two of the greatest minds in pop music together I would want to see something that's sustainable that's timeless that we're gonna remember forever absolutely yeah. it would be probably the worst case scenario if they finally did and it was uh substandard that would be a disaster let's look forward to the next five years so we covered 2024 what do we think kylie's going to be doing over the next five years i'm talking let's just i'll get your brain juices going here we could be looking at films retrospectives like in other words maybe redoing her back catalog musicals who should be, she be collaborating with maybe she returns uh to some old friends who knows nathan have you got a five-year plan for kylie um well i, I mean if do. i was in if i was in charge i would probably be <clears> like <throat> okay kylie i know you love um is it biff Biff, yes, yes. I, I, I would say, I would say to Kylie, I know we love Biff, and I love Biff too, but let's limit him to four songs an album, and that would be my first thing. I would be like, that, that, that is, that is your hard rule, Kylie. Please do it for me. Um, but I honestly think new blood. You want? <laughs> Sorry, you want new blood? Yeah, new I want Kylie. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason Padam took off, and I mean, I I think Lost Boy had a great deal to do with it, and I also think you know it, it just makes sense. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of producers at Kylie's door, as I said. Um, I think her next move is to attempt to recreate Padam Padam's virality um, over social media, over the internet, and really cement that there is no doubt in in people's minds that Kylie is back. Um, I think she could use Vegas as a as a springboard. She could use it in the sense of, oh yeah, well she'll do she'll maybe do three months of, of shows in a year, and then use that as a springboard to go out into the world. Because if there's props at her Vegas show that she gets, like hopefully she is going to get props. Like I said to you, the the last time we spoke to him, um, you know, if there's a load of props and all of these things, like I'm assuming she'll be able to take them with her. It could potentially 
lower her costs and make her show look fantastic. And I hope for Kylie that this is that this is the trajectory of the next five years. I hope there is gonna there is an, another Padam on the horizon. Um, in terms of films and stuff, I think she's going to. If, if this if this plays out the way that I believe it will, I think she is going to be way too busy. <laughs> and thank God for that, frankly, because we don't need Kylie to be pursuing bit parts in films anymore. Absolutely. No. If, if, look, put it this way. If Kylie does do a film, I just want her to do a, 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 something lovely, a bit like The Delinquents, you know, that's not... Um, the it, the focus is on the writing and she can really get her teeth into it. And I don't actually want her to do a film, but if she had to, no, no more little bit parts like Holly Motors and all that sort of rubbish. Do a proper one where you are the lead and you do a real Betty Davis. Like, a, a, But what I mean by that is the golden age of Hollywood. Play that role because I think she can do that really, really well because she's got class and dignity. So playing a little Ooh. bit of herself. Ooh. yeah. Sorry, just, just collaborations. Yeah. Um, I would hope for Dua Lipa. I would hope Dua Lipa and Kylie are going to. Have oh, they already collaborated? Much... Yeah, but it does. I, I don't count that. I, I hope. I hope for something much more substantial. I hope for an actual song and a lead single. Even I, I would love, love, love that because I feel like their their aesthetics merge so beautifully. Um, because obviously Dua is so inspired by Kylie. Um, but yeah, and I, I also, if if I was going to say a big American artist, I would probably say Britney. That would oh, be my. Wouldn't that, that be would awesome? be who that I would, would be really that. good because yeah. I see like Kylie as like the older version of Britney in a lot of ways. Like absolutely, and, and that's how I've like always like viewed her. Like she's Kylie's like actually like to me like a mix of Britney and Madonna. That's how I've always seen it. So I feel that would be like it'd be like mother and daughter like collaborating. <laughs> oh, that hurts my heart. No, She's I not love that it. Old. I mean that in a very like like sincere way. Like I think that's a beautiful thing. So. The thing is, Britney's been mobbed by the by the press and things, and I, I think it should should she be wanting to go back into music. I can't think right now of a better wing for her to go under than Kylie's. I, I think because of the direction she's going, it is very much something that Britney could do. So Sarah, Nathan predicts that the springboard that's set in 2024 should be mega enough to sort of propel her into a bit of a cycle for the next five years. Do you, do you agree? I, I'm, what, do you, what do you see for the next five years? I could definitely see that, especially with the success she's having now because I've seen it as like a buildup from each album. It's kind of like mm -hmm. since Golden, I feel like she's like reset her career in a way. And I feel she took years off from Kiss Me Once to Golden to really focus on sounds she wants to do and music she's comfortable with. Agreed. Um, I feel, you know, we are going to see another Padam. What I would also like to see for me personally and for I, I feel I would like her to explore, like, other genres of music. Like, I would love to see her do, like, ro like Robbie Williams did a swing album years ago. I would love to see her go in that direction and try different things and experiment more. And I would love to see another anti-tour. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Because I, I feel there's so many songs she does not perform that I feel need to be performed again in some way. Justice for Please Stay. That's what I'm going to scream from the rooftops now you've said that. I'm Justice for Word is Out and anything off Let's Get because i feel there's missed opportunities with that i feel there's a lot of missed opportunities with that and i have like a million ideas for that song in my mind <laughs> i love word is out but please stay in word is out don't fit the criteria for an anti-tour though no no i yeah. know but like it is a just song that is very... i'm just been a smarty pants that's all. well please stay's only been i would love to see word tour. is out on a main tour I would love to see word is out on a main tour i actually think on golden she could have done a saloon version of that that would have been fun and that takes me that to would my have been cute. I love year that. plan. She is seen as like a very classy, dignified person in pop, right? And she really is. And Absolutely. it doesn't matter what cohort, if it's the gay fans or the mainstream fans or whatever, everyone goes, yeah, she, she's a classy act. So I think that on, on that, uh, in that spirit of what I said about like a, um, a golden age of Hollywood film. I think, as you just said, Sarah, I'd love to see her revisit the smoky jazz album that she's been sort of speculating about doing for years i think that could come into the next five years i think uh lots more intimate shows within the bigger tour shows if she can manage the bigger tour shows fantastic but i think she needs to forever in her career maintain vegas as a bit of a base and intimate shows across the world need to be part of the gig over the next five years some of this though my friends relies on well there's a variable in all of this Kylie mm -hmm. is very much w dependent on her relationship status, right? That And Kiss Me Once, you've both spoken about that a lot and you've talked about that was a time where she took time to reflect and reset and all of that and didn't seem very invested or inspired. I agree with all of that. There was some bad stuff going down in her personal life at that time. Absolutely. So interesting to, to see that the relationship variable will actually be a big factor in the next five years. If she finds the one for example. Who knows? She may adopt a child. Maybe the person she finds has children and she becomes stepmom. And so all of that has a big bearing on whether she's going to, especially at her age, settle in one spot and want to travel as much as she always has. She's such an international traveler, this lady. What did um, Lee, our guest, he calls um, Kylie a citizen of the world, which I really love. Um, so yeah, there's, there is that variable with the relationship as well. I don't know at her age if she would want kids necessarily because but um or if she wants to settle maybe she just wants to date around but you know we'll just have to see with what happens we're going to round this out nathan because we're on a short time frame here but your final thoughts around the next you know the future of kylie's career um, I think it's very, very hopeful. I think it, things need to line up. I think she needs to, you know, really be pushing for that second padam. Um, I think, but I really do think the future is very bright for Kylie. I think she has a whole new market to potentially get her own little slice of in America, um, especially after Padam. And I so hope for her that she manages it. Um, in regards to her relationship status, um. I kind of I kind of can't see it for Kylie. I feel as though she has now gotten to a point especially over since like you say Sarah over um since Golden. I feel like Kylie is so dedicated to her career. 
and I think she like she is so invigorated, especially after Padam Padam. Work is. I cannot see her stopping. It's true, but when the right person comes, though, she she does put everything into those relationships when they come. They're they're pretty short and intense. I've got to say, when they happen. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I just, I would be surprised if she did right now. I, I, I really, really would. I feel as though Kylie has, is she, I think she's so invested in what she knows she needs to do right now. And I think she knows that one of the things that she needs to do right now is to brighten that star that she's made for herself. You know, really brighten it, reinvigorate it. And I think she's successfully doing it. And I think she knows she's successfully doing it. So I don't think she'll want to stop. But on behalf of most of the fans, I just need to say, I do hope Kylie finds that companionship. You know, it, uh, Kylie's taught me one thing, that relationships don't have to be forever to be successful, you know. The relationships, Absolutely. as probably most yeah. of us have had experience know, um, they are sometimes really right for you at that point in your life and not right for you in the next phase of your life, and that's fine. So, But I, I just hope she finds companionship. I, I don't like, and I'm not buying into the media image, but... Sometimes I do wonder if she's quite lonely at different times. She's got beautiful friends around her, lots of long and enduring relationships, that's for sure. Certainly got her family. But I would love for her to find that trusted person. I really would. I hope it can happen. Hey, Sarah, have you had fun? I've had a really great time. It felt good to be back and everything, and I felt like I got a lot off my chest, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, and I'm, I'm also through you and Nathan learning how many times a week people measure their chests, unlike me as well. <laughs> it's a remarkable thing. I didn't know this was going on under my nose, so to speak, around the world. It's an amazing thing. And Nathan, have you had fun? I have had a wonderful time, and it was wonderful to meet you as well, Sarah. Yeah, it was nice to meet you too, Nathan. Well, I hope you've had a lot of fun, like I have. We've had fantastic people on the show today. Thank you to all of those who sent in reviews of The Vegas Show, just to make us jealous. It was great to hear a couple of those in this episode. By the way, a quick shout out. This is your last opportunity, or second last possibly, to review our show and go in the draw to win the red vinyl of Two Hearts. We're drawing that around December, middle, well, the middle of December 2023. So, And all you have to do is give us a rating on a podcast channel, not YouTube, um, out of five, using the star system that most of them use or whatever they use. You'll get one entry into the draw. And if you write something about the show, and it doesn't have to be five star, all of you are entitled to your opinion and you'll all go in the draw. If you write something, then you get three entries into the draw. And I've got to admit, like, there are quite a few in there, but you've got a bloody good chance. So head to the podcast app that you're using. That could be Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart. We're on all of them. And leave that review. Send me evidence at timetotalkaustralia at outlook.com. Just send a screenshot. Let me know that you've done it. And... I literally handwrite you and pop you into the drawer. I'm really looking forward to giving that away before Christmas time. Perfect Christmas present, right? I hope it's in good condition. I keep saying that. It's in a cardboard thing, and I cannot be held responsible for when you open it. It's not like I'm JB Hi-Fi. 
You can't return it to me and say, it's got a little bit of a mark in the corner. I have no idea what the quality is. It's just unopened. So fingers crossed. Listen, it really is lovely to have you in the fortress. Thank you for listening. And I'll be talking to you again really, really soon.